Have you ever been gaming or working online classes and your internet service constantly gets interrupted? First Nations Fiber is about to ensure that just won't happen again. Get ready for high speed at a new level. Click on fnfiber.com and sign up today. First Nations Fiber, empowering people through connectivity. And welcome to another episode of Guagardaduni, the Ganawage Tourism Podcast here on Yuriwaze. And I'm here joined by um, Kimberly Cross and Allison Jacobs. How's it going, everybody? Going good today. All right. This is our third episode yep. of uh, of Duni, And it's a podcast where we're we're just discussing uh, various issues as, as they relate to Ganawage tourism. And uh, we're trying to do them once a month or so. Um, you know, if it's uh, four or five, if it's five or six weeks in between, but we try to make it sure it's, it, it, we, we get them out uh, in each month. And so this one is going to be out in, uh, in it's, it'll be the month of September for this show. And so over the last little while we've we've had a few discussions on a couple different things the last one we really talked about who the the tour guides were yeah, here and, in the community yeah. of tour guides yeah so uh, so another another topic of discussion is uh you know more about ganawagi tourism and and who owns ganawagi tourism yeah uh, a lot of people don't know so we want to kind of dive into that and talk about okay at ganawagi tourism who's the owner is it a business is it community owned and the answer is yes it's community owned so uh, it's run by community members. So all of our employees are from Gahnawage and we fall underneath Gahnawage's economic development. So and we are mandated by the Mohawk Council of Gahnawage. So we fall underneath the community and everything that we do is community driven. So we're taking what people are saying within the community, what people want to see, what they don't want to see. We're listening. Everything that we're doing, we're trying to incorporate people's ideas. And it's not a co-op, but, you know, we're, we're here for the businesses also. So we do a lot of advertising and a lot of promotions for businesses and artists. So we're here for them too. So it's really, you know, we're here for everyone and it's not like a sole ownership. Anything that we generate in terms of revenues from our tours are going right back into the tours or into the operations of the Welcome Center and our activities. You know, we don't have huge surpluses every year that we are going, making all this money. Uh, maybe not yet. <laughs> I think, you know, maybe we'll get there once we have our, our new museum. But for now, you know, we have our, our small tours that are, are bringing in some revenue enough to pay our tour guides and and enough to run some different activities and some of our events. And there's, you know, maybe people who are unfamiliar with what tourism is mm-hmm. as as an industry. And, and can we talk a little bit about that, about what tourism for Gahnawage means and why it's important? Yep. So we, Gahnawage Tourism, we have our mission that we follow that we created almost 10 years ago. And it's to assume the leadership of the collective effort of Gahnawage Tourism. So the religious, the leisure and the cultural tourism activities within the community. So we really strive to do that. Um, And like I said, we work with the businesses, we work with our cultural center, we work with the shrine as their museum and promoting all of those different activities and then growing within the community all the different opportunities or the current opportunities that can grow as well. So that means, you know, doing special events, linking things to our culture while being mindful that we don't want to overshare and do anything disrespectfully. So, you know, we we really try to encompass 
everything in terms of economic development, in terms of bringing people into the community, but also so that it's uh, comfortable for the community. Okay. And and that leads us into the next discussion topic about mm-hmm. recently there, there's been some comments about tourism, putting our people, our community and our children on spectacle. How do you respond to something like that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we um, we're always mindful of, you know, the discussions that are happening within the community. And we we try to keep, you know, most recent on on all of that. And and I just wanted to say, you know, to whoever's listening, that it's not our goal to put our people on spectacle. And it's not something that we are out there showcasing that come and just see us and, and you know, that, that we're here for show. Um, what we want to do and what we're, we're striving to is collectively work to educate the people who want to come and learn about who we are. Uh, and at the same time, allowing our businesses or our artists or maybe our cultural ambassadors to make some money off of it. You know, people coming in, um, a lot of people who are coming, they're fascinated to learn about our culture, our history, how we're connected to the land, because so much of the, the population of the world has has disconnected themselves. We still have so much of that knowledge. So when they come here, it's um very eye opening for them that we still have that and that, you know, like we we talk about the Ohandu Giri Watakwa and and that's amazing to them, you know, how we give thanks every single day for for everything that we have and that we're still here and that the earth provides for us. So it, it we're changing people's perspectives, not only on who indigenous people are, who Ungwehungwe from Gahnawage are, so Ganyakehaga, but we're changing the way they view the world as well. And I think a lot of people too are very not surprised, but very, I guess, happy for us, kind of, or uh glad that we we've continue to overcome a lot of these hurdles that, you know, Indigenous people and specifically our community, I can speak for. And we're still staying true to who we are. So there's uh, many different things within our culture, our language that we've struggled through throughout the years, but we're persevering, you know, we're bringing things back and people are encouraging us to do that. And they're giving us props, you know, like, great job. So, you know, we're, we're not looking to put spectacles on. I mean, we do have events where we have shows because, yes, people, want to see um they do want to see us our culture dancing singing but it's our way of celebrating so i don't see it so much as a spectacle but sharing of a celebration of our culture you know i'm very i'm very proud for one like being a part of gahnawage tourism um sharing our culture learning about my history by going to work that's pretty cool I'm really proud. Like every time somebody comes into our office or comes on a tour or if I meet them at an event uh, out of Gahnawaga, it, it instills so much pride in who I am as a person and what I'm trying to do with my own family or learn about my culture because I, I didn't know, I don't know everything, but I'm trying to learn as much as I can. And everything that I learn, I teach to the people around me in our community. And I know what I can share through my work as well. So it's, uh, it's a real nice feeling, you know, when we don't put ourselves on spectacle, but when we share and we allow ourselves to celebrate. Um, I don't know if you want to chime in, Allison, on that. Well, I just want to say that when uh, marketing and tourism uh, became a part of the mandate for Dewudu and Zakta in 2019, the goal was to, uh, again, you know, economic development is to boost, find ways to boost our economy. So having it as a separate uh, part of the mandate means that we're marketing Gunawage, we're marketing uh, tourism, 
from. And uh, also encompassed in that is Shop Ganawaga. It's our goal to be sure that we can help boost the economy in various ways. And, you know, I mean, I'm proud of tourism and Kimberly's role in that. When she first came on to develop tourism, it was very well structured. She had a lot of connection, speaking with community members and having surveys and, and some consultations. And I think that uh, she knows as well as, you know, all of our team that we try very hard to have everything structured. We don't want to over, I guess, um, tourism. Tourism can be in many, many cities, uh, a huge uh, influx of people where they're, uh, you know, it's hard to sustain because there's people, a lot of people, a lot of cars, it increases a lot of things. But we're trying to bring tourism in to the community in a more structured manner. So like in terms of events, it's, it's in areas that are where there's lots of parking, it's sort of outside of the community, a little bit outside of a residential. And we're really trying to respect our residential streets and where we're living, our homes, and we're doing our very best in that. Uh, but we do know that tourism is a very important part of many communities in Canada and everywhere that it brings in stable revenue. I mean, a lot of our businesses that do receive tourists, I'm sure, have been grateful to some extent to have that additional revenue come in. We know that we can't just rely on only community members buying from our businesses. You know, in order for us and businesses to grow and to employ more people, the revenue streams would have to increase. So, uh, you know, it's our job at Tourism to make sure that tourism runs in a very respectful way. And we're listening to the community. You know, we see certain comments and we're, we're looking to address things that people are concerned about because we live in the community as well. I mm -hmm. mean, we ride on the roads, we see the traffic, you know, we see what's going on and we're definitely trying to make sure that we're going to respect people's thoughts and, and comments. So I really hope that people, if they're, you know, have any concerns that they do call the Welcome Center so that we can sit and discuss concerns and issues. People have issues. Mm -hmm. So we're very uh, open to that uh, for sure. We, we, we welcome that so that we can continue with our planning and make sure that uh, it's uh, it fits tourism, fits well within the community. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've seen uh, different comments out there in the past where it's maybe, you know, our children are in danger um, or they're put on display or, you know, people taking photos within the community. And I want to remind the community that we are just a small staff at the Welcome Center, you know, and it, it's not completely up to us to know exactly who's in the community. We have our signs. We can encourage people to come to our Welcome Center. Um, but like Allison said, we encourage shopping at the local boutiques and going to the local attractions like the Shrine and the Museum at the Cultural Center. And there's only so much that we can do from there. So we do point out, you know, people going on the main roads uh, or sticking to where businesses are and, and not encouraging people to go into residential areas. I mean, like she said, we're, we're community members too. We live on these roads. We, like everybody else, you know who's used to going on your street in your neighborhood and we can't be controlling people everywhere they're going. So um, to be mindful that our visitors that are coming are normally respectful. They're coming in to learn about who we are, um, that they're not putting their children in danger and we're not putting, you know, their children out there saying like, go over here or whatever. So, you know, it's it's a bigger issue that's not necessarily a tourism issue um, in terms of people being in danger. That's my opinion, just by my experience of meeting people coming in, seeing where they're going and uh, and listening.
listening to their experiences of being in the community of where they're going. So, but yeah, I, we always want people to call us and talk about it and uh, listen to what we have to say and we'll listen to what others have to say. And maybe it's something that we can work together towards to uh, make people feel more comfortable on both ends. And, and I mean, I think too, as well with tourists, when they do come, if they do come on their own, there's a good possibility to, that they could get lost very easily. Mm -hmm. Having a difficult time to navigate through the community without some street signs. So, I mean, that is a possibility. But on our part, we definitely show people the map. We outline where they need to be driving, where they need to be going to see the sites that they need to see if they do decide to go on their own. Other than that, there is always a, um, a tour guide that has a structured tour. So that is more ideal, of course. So we do make sure that we're directing people where they should be going to learn about our history and our culture. So we make sure that's what we're doing. I mean, there are, like I said, chances that people are coming in shopping somewhere and may get lost down the street, you know, and I hope that the community members would be respectful and helpful should they be, you know, need to navigate their way uh, back onto the highways. But like I said, we, we try our very, very best to make sure that we're advising our, our tourists as well, our visitors as well, to be respectful of our community. We make sure that we we do say, uh, you know, about the traffic and uh, stop signs and I'll let them know where everything is so that they're, they're more aware when they come in. Our last episode, we talked about tours and mm -hmm. tour guides and, but, you know, these guided walking tours, they're not the only types of tours that come to Kanawaga. Yeah. You know, can we talk about a little bit about the bus tours? Yeah. So we have uh, bus tours that come through the community. They'll usually come to the Welcome Center first. I guess I could talk a little bit about the route so that people are more familiar of where buses were, will be going. Um, so they're more familiar. So they start at the Welcome Center usually. If not, then they have a designated meeting place. But our route normally goes from the Welcome Center in the direction of the Catter Memorial Hospital. And, and while the bus is on the, the route, our tour guides are with them and they're talking about the history based on these various different speaking points throughout the community. So when we pass the hospital, you know, we talk about the history of the hospital being there, how it used to be a hotel. We talk about the train that used to go through down 207 and then the ferry that was there. We talk about the quarry that used to be around the hospital area and the baseball diamond. And then that leads into this the discussion of how we got into ironworking, you know, how they used to bring rocks to the Victoria Bridge and then they were climbing on the bridge and got hired as ironworkers. And if nobody knows this story, come and do a tour. <laughs> um, and then they go on to the Quebec Bridge Memorial where they talk about that historical event within the community and how it's so important, uh, our population at the time, our clans. They'll usually get out at the monument and, and take some pictures and people are very amazed that our access point to the water right there. So how we have the recreational bay. Um, sometimes they'll see turtles. Uh, you know, it's really fascinating for some visitors who don't have that, who are maybe coming from a city and we have it right here. I mean, I know a lot of people hate that, that we have just the the bike path and we just have our, our seaway now and we don't have our connection to the river. I know I'm not very happy about it, but it is what it is and that's what we have and it is beautiful and people really appreciate seeing that and, and hearing the birds which you don't hear when you're not in the city. We have so many birds here. Uh, so anyway, then they continue <laughs> only getting into a tour then they continue usually up to the Omalone highway um and it usually goes
goes around like the, uh, what's it called there? Like by the elders lodge and up the road onto the OCR. I don't know all the road names. As they're passing by the Gurdjieff school, usually they'll talk about the education system and how we control our own education system. And they'll continue up to passing K103, talk about our radio station, past the PK station, talking about policing. Um, they'll still point out the sports complex and talk about a little bit of our sports. So it's like little tidbits as it's going on, eh? like 30 seconds information, like maybe 45, depending on their, if they're interested in that topic or um, how in-depth they get. And depending on who your tour guide is too, some are really like into certain things. So they'll elaborate a little bit more. And then it goes on to normally the cultural center. Um, so it used to go within the village, right? Everybody knows where the cultural center was. Now it goes on to the highway. So they'll pass underneath the bridge, talk a little bit about the bridge, go to the cultural center. Usually their tour will go inside at the cultural center and do a visit. And then they'll go back into the community, passing by the legion, talk about the veterans sometimes they'll want to stop and take pictures at the tank and sometimes the tour goes in the opposite direction too so sometimes they'll start at the welcome center and head towards the legion some groups will even rent the legion hall and will cater a lunch for them so that they're able to try our traditional foods so that's usually if it's going opposite direction and then it's um stopping at the uh church so at the saint Catery shrine doing the Catery interpreter center talking about the fort the cenotaph so everything, you know, is is basically covered in a nutshell of our quick one hour history lesson of Gahnawage on a bus tour. So when they're going around on a bus, you know, I mean, I've been on visits before on a bus tour. And I mean, I take pictures of what are interesting to me. One of the comments that we heard uh, recently was that there was a bus that uh, veered off of our route because we do have a specific route. This is like the one I said is usually the one that we always go. So during one of our last events, we did have uh, at the the brewery, Gunwaga Brewery, they had bus tours. So we had a tour going every hour. And one of the discussion points was how small our roads were and how they used to be, you know, old carriage roads and some of them are very narrow. So one of the tour guides made the decision to veer off and show them how narrow the roads are. So this does happen to go through residential. So we did receive some complaints. So we are noting in the future not to veer off, to stick to our route, which I just mentioned, and really, you know, reiterate to people not to take pictures of people's homes or if they're sitting outside, not to take pictures of individuals unless they have their permission. So, you know, we're being mindful of that. But yeah, so that's our route. And uh, it usually sticks to about the same, maybe not in that order, but in the same areas. So River Road, Old Malone Highway, the highways. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Before when KOR was at like by the fire brigade, they would cut through, um, I don't know the name of the road next to the funeral parlor. We need street names. <laughs> you know, when you take a left there. By the rock, by the <laughs> by that tree. <laughs> if only you saw Greg's face right now. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs> All right, so so <laughs> I don't even know what I was gonna ask now. Um, so we talked about the bus tours. We we did talk about the, the walking tours mm -hmm. last time. Yeah, but we didn't really talk about a route. So, was there any specific areas that that the walking tours also stick to? Yeah, so I mean, walking tours. It's a smaller area, of course, because it's walking. So normally, like they all start at our welcome center. They'll go to the church, to the interpreter center. They'll probably go behind the church into that little grass area by the bike path and talk about the seaway, talk about the fort wall. We've put some pictures.
picnic tables there. So some of the tour guides like to go and sit down with groups and that way not everybody's standing the whole time. Um, they'll go to the cenotaph area. Uh, they'll talk about the veterans. They'll talk about the importance, all the different wars. And there's so many different speaking points just in, we call it the historical village area on our map. So around the fort area, uh, how there used to be longhouses in the parking lot where Cattery School is. And if you didn't know that fact, you got to come on a tour. And then sometimes if the groups want, they'll walk all the way to the Quebec Bridge Monument and they'll go on the bike path because it's safer than walking on the road. Um, and then sometimes they'll talk about the panels that the environment office has put in place and talk about the wildlife and everything there. So those are basically the routes for walking. Okay, and, and so how has this past tourism season been so far? Oh my gosh. I, I don't know. I'm like sweating. Think about it. No, I'm busy. Yeah, busy. I have some stats that I did bring. I had a feeling you were going to ask me since it's end of August. Um, so this summer so far, just by walking people at the Welcome Center, we've had 457 visitors. I know that our tour coordinator, uh, shout out to Jordan. Uh, so we've had 161 tour requests just this year. So from April to now, which is a lot. Normally we average about 80 in a summer. So we, we've doubled it. So great job to the team. And I did write down a bunch of places. Anybody wants to? know where people are coming from are you curious <laughs> i was just about to ask that <laughs> oh it's like i read your mind so we have people coming from different provinces in canada a lot of people coming from quebec and i do have a stat that i'm going to share from indigenous uh, tourism quebec in a minute but we have quebec british columbia alberta manitoba um ontario we have coming from the u.s we had some people from maine massachusetts Florida. Uh, we've had Switzerland, Germany, Argentina, Mexico, Holland, Dominican Republic, Romania, Belgium, Sweden, France, Italy, Poland, and Spain. That's just this summer. So we track all the visitors who are coming in. We ask them where they're coming from, how they heard of us. And yeah, so that's a little bit of our, our visitors that we've had just coming and bothering Lacey. No, I'm just kidding. She loves it. <laughs> oh, Lacey. <laughs> so we have people coming from all over the place mm -hmm. to Gunawage for tourism purposes. Mm -hmm. So how many and what types of local businesses are affected by, by the influx of, of these people? So we're actually trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, we, we will be doing a survey with the tourist business that, you know, would most likely get tourists to see maybe the percentage of just the percentage of the revenue that they feel would be related to tourism. We're not necessarily asking for dollar figures at this point, but we're just trying to get a feel for what they're seeing. So it's restaurants, it's a lot of service areas, retail, you know, the the gift shops for sure. Other restaurants, most bus tours, when they come in, they're scheduling a lunch right after. So say the brewery has been a popular place, the rail, uh, places like that, 207, those restaurants and places have influence. And, you know, some of the, the people that we've met uh, this summer, especially why I, I'm going to say mostly that I talked to at the Powell personally, they're coming from our neighbors and they're saying, gee, I haven't been here. Uh, you know, I didn't know I could come here. And so they're feeling, you know, better about visiting our community. And they're, yet they're so close. Uh, they say, I ate at this restaurant and I love it. And so a lot of the people coming in would be repeat business for these businesses, right? So we, we really call that like as well part of like sustainable tourism. We continue to put events on to bring people in to keep that momentum in terms of revenue in our community. And it seems to be going very well. I mean, from 
how we measure in tourism, we can see that uh, it's touching a lot of our business community. So we, what we do now, we've done this past year was really incorporate within our tourism promotions shopping Ganawage. We share the businesses online that we do offer the products and services, and we incorporate that in a lot of our promotions, our tourism partners, publications and stuff like that, so that people are aware of the things that we do have to offer. So we're merging those two together because they're very much related. So like I said, Shop Ganawage doesn't necessarily just sustain with our internal dollars. We need to start bringing some influx of external dollars. So I'm, you know, we're going to find out more details to see how that affects the businesses. What can they report on for us so that we can share that with the community? I have a feeling it's probably good numbers because we see our numbers continue to rise. Not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they, they're, they're, ste- they're on a steady incline. And uh, you know, with the the end of the pandemic, of course, people, everyone wants to get out. Everyone wants to do something and go see something. And so, a lot of the events that were coordinated by tourism came were very well attended, and we've had a lot of visitors. So we've had mm-hmm. quite quite success. You know, now I see, you know, what's come out of it as well. I, I would say, like the thrifting the night away, they've have this cute little market going on mm-hmm. now that's so interesting. And you know, you see a lot of people come in and they're they're going to to shop there. You know, so we sort of see businesses are evolving and the, the foot traffic is good for them. So yeah, and I mean, like our activities and our our events, it's not just geared towards visitors, even though we're called the tourism office and that's our mandate. But I mean, we're also here for the community. So like encouraging thrifting the night away to do these activities for our own community members and then it's just the bonus that we might get those extra dollars from people coming in right so encouraging maybe like when we do our food festivals businesses to have more culturally related foods um, throughout that time of the month if it's uh, strawberry maple corn or the harvest um, you know it's it's for our own people to have those tastes too and for us to be proud and share it and and like you know, some people don't have that access at home or have ever learned about it or have even tasted it. So it's, uh, you know, it's for our own people, too, like that we're we're putting what we know, what we have and we're celebrating it and getting it out there. And for an example, you know, with the little market that's been going on, you know, I think it's every weekend now mm-hmm. it's been for a while. When we have tourists, we encourage them to go. We encourage them to go to things that are public, open to the public, such as that, such as a market. And people may not know that, but we definitely encourage people to go and stop by. So uh, we're hoping that they see, you know, an increase and we're being helpful to them. And anyone else who has a pop-up, I'm going to say like a food cart in a certain area at a certain time, uh, things like that. So we, we try to be aware and, and keep that connection. Yeah. So hopefully like we're gearing for mid to end September for our survey to be out there to businesses. So if you're listening, please keep an eye out and fill it out because we really want to know. And it'll help justify us doing things in the future. And in that, we're also going to be asking like what our businesses think about tourism and how they want to see it grow or what they don't like. So, you know, we're we're constantly doing community consultation. So that's going to be coming out soon. So maybe by like October or November, maybe we'll have updates on our podcast. Okay, great. Uh, this was a very informative and packed <laughs> show. Isn't it always? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're excited to hear what you guys have to say in our next show uh, for October. Yeah, for sure. Something spooky. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't put the pressure on Kim too much. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys next month. Yeah. Yeah. 
The views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of your Divas A and its employees.